Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Okay, so welcome to another fabulous episode of The Foundation of You, where we talk to my guests who are finding where they really feel called to be in this life. And my next guest is no exception. She is the fabulous Kath Brennan. Kath is an intuitive transformation coach and energy healer. And Kath and I, we met when we both were doing a Theta Healing course together and we just bonded. We just connected, didn't we? And... It was just such a delight, Kath. You're so grounded and you're you're very um, intuitive. That's what I felt immediately and immediately I felt connected to you. So it was with absolute pleasure that you, you know, that when you said, yes, you'd be on my podcast, I was very thrilled because I just feel that you've got a message to share and um, what better place to share it where we're all you know, tearing down the walls that no longer serve us and rebuilding to where we truly know we're meant to be. So welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you, James. That's such a pleasure to be here and to be in your beautiful company again. I just love you so much. And um, um, yeah, it was just um, no coincidence that we met, I don't believe. And um, our energies are very, you know, very similar. And we had some similar experiences throughout our life stories that we've discussed. And um, yeah, similar approaches to a lot of things and a similar desire to um, yeah, help people grow and expand. And yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so thrilled to watch you with your growth and your podcast and your expansion and your um, action taking. It's very inspirational. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, and likewise, you know, before we were chatting, um, before we've gone to air, and I, I think we share similar stories. And I don't know if I, like, I knew this about you, that you'd come from a corporate background and that you felt at, at some point you decided that was no longer working for you, um, similar to my story. So tell me a little bit about that. What happened? Was there any catalyst that made that um, happen for you? What happened? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd been in the corporate world all of my adult working life. Um, you know, I did a Bachelor of Business in Marketing and went through working through various, mostly big um, uh, food companies, big food businesses. And, um, you know, there was some good times through that and my career progressed very well um, from marketing into general management. Uh, and along came marriage and children and trying to dabble in that space became more challenging because part-time, you know, in that time wasn't always part-time. It was a, it was a real balancing act to try to be a mum and wife and a businesswoman. So um, I, I had a convergence of things, I suppose, happened to me with, with um, some patterns showing up around my work-life balance, my work itself, just in terms of how I was in the workspace, uh, my marriage, my health, all these um, issues came to a convergence at some point and I was not in a happy space mm. and 
I realised something had to change. And I had uh, I'd been through a few, you know, through some childhood trauma and, and teenage dysfun uh, dysfunction and trauma, like many of us have, and worked through some of that with a psychologist. Um, but, but I hadn't, and I'd, I'd developed some understandings, but I hadn't really, my reality wasn't changing, my external reality wasn't changing. And it became actually got to a point where it was really quite, um, it was a precipice, I suppose, because my health became impacted. I developed a, um, a blood disorder with, with some potentially severe neurological consequences. Mm, and a few wow. other things that really signaled to me something had to change. And I realised, actually, I was one had to change. Yeah. And that took me on my own journey of, you know, self-discovery, healing, and um, I guess around that time, I, I started to recognise the corporate world was maybe not for me. And the more I delved into changing myself and my life and using uh, some of the practices and the beautiful mentors um, that I encountered and the, the therapies that I encountered, um, one of which was theta healing, um, which we can talk a bit more too, but I, I went through some profound transformations and some profound understandings about the fact that I am the only one that can create what's going on around me. That's a co-creation. Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah. Mm. We, we are creators of our own reality. And once we can take responsibility, self-responsibility for that, we are starting on that journey of transformation and transmutation as well. So yeah. awareness is our best friend and then coming into acceptance. And so... Uh, yeah, I went, I went on that journey and because I'd had such profound transformations myself, I had done some energy healings. I'd also been working with a couple of beautiful, beautiful mentors and energy healers that, that were helping me, mm. but I still wasn't quite getting there. And what happened when I did um, some beautiful work with a lady called Makai through her work and then got my life coaching uh, certification through her was doing a lot of the belief work, the work with the subconscious yeah. So, because as much as we, you know, tr can try to will our way through anything, which is quite masculine, you know, we know, and and, and psychologists and neurologists tell us that ninety five percent of what goes on for us is in our subconscious. That's right. So, yeah. All the patterning and beliefs and everything that that we pick up, we want to work with that and clear all those filters. And so, for me, the energy healing works so beautifully in the body, you know, with our chakras and to uh, clear energy, stagnant energy to align and balance. But if we haven't done the work with the subconscious, then we can just recreate those same stuck energy patterns because we're still holding a belief, possibly. Yeah. Or uh, we're still, uh, we, have, we still have a trapped emotion relative to a trauma or a belief. Or uh, you know. So for me, what I found as I started to work with both was how beautifully they went together that this belief work could then also be supported by or complemented by working with the body to work on those energy centers that we knew were being impacted by whatever beliefs or things that we were working with. And for me, that was just so profound that I then you know, went on to do my Reiki one and two, uh, my angelic Reiki with one of my beautiful teachers. Um, and then the theta healing, you know, came in. So, which was just a beautiful complement to all that work. And, and, you know, there are many modalities that help us with healing. And I, I work with a kinesiologist and I love my kinesiology work. And I do tapping and a number of other things that all of which I'm, you know, wanting to bring into my practice with my clients because we have so many beautiful tools. 
yes. each person will find ideally the ones that suit them, you know, and that support them on their journey to, to finding what it is you want to let go of, as we talked about, let go yeah. of, so that you can start creating. And that for me was so profound that I just, I dabbled briefly back in the corporate space and it just, it's not for me. And what I really realised, I had started to realise I wanted to support others in going through what I'd been through myself, my own transformation. But um, as many of us know, when we start to step into that space, a lot of our stuff will also begin to rise up again for us to confront and work with. And I had to work through some extra layers of belief, you know, around what I could bring and how I could serve around that. And stepping back into corporate just showed me that I don't belong there in the way I was as a yes. general manager, marketing manager. Um, not to say I wouldn't love to go back in there to help people um, communicate or be more conscious in their collaborations and and learn to bring more conscious behaviour into the, the corporate or into the workplace. So, yes. But I know that's not for me. And what is for me and what my passion is now is to guide and support others uh, to their own awakening, to their own beautiful discovery of who they are without all the, the filters of the past and what they want and empower them. Because when you're empowered yourself and nobody's handing you something that you discover who you are, you yeah. discover your own resources, you discover what you want, not what your parents wanted, not what your teachers wanted, not what your whoever wanted, not what society, culture, religion wanted for you, what you want. Yeah. And I think that's so important that you get to choose, you know, and you mentioned that when you start to do your own, your own inner work, a lot of things come up. And just because you heal one part of yourself doesn't mean that you're completely healed. There's always, you know, there's always work to be done. And that's what I think is, is so beautiful about being aware and self-aware and knowing that we're all just works in progress, you know, and in, in many ways or many respects. And I know when we do healings on people, oftentimes things that our clients are being healed on, those things can help us heal as well. So, you know, we've, you and I have done some healing work together and I feel that that is such a transformation. You know, it's like an unexpected transformation. So for you, when you work, you know, with your clients, it's very much about them, but we also get a benefit as well. So I couldn't agree more. And, you know, yeah, as you said, you know, you and I have done some healing work together and every, it's this, literally every client that you work with or every person or even a friend, you get a healing. You get yeah. a healing. And because and you're working with powerful, you know, energies yeah. and you're working in collaboration and with, with intention, you know, once we have powerful intention to facilitate healing and growth and expansion for someone else. I'm just goosebumping. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Truth bumps. Truth bumps. Yeah, they sure are. That's when your intuition is telling you you're on the right path. Those goosebumps or soul bumps or truth bumps, whatever we want to call them, are really telling us you're on the right path. This is you. You know, keep going. Absolutely. That's it. And that, that really strong intention is just such a big part of that. No, yeah. And I think for even in the current climate, I feel there's this collective 
group consciousness, how, you know, how do you find, you mentioned grounding before, how do you stay grounded? What's, what are some of your tips and tricks that you can share? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I hear you and look, there's so, so much going on in the collective at the moment. And, you know, we, we all want a better world. Some of us might call that unity consciousness. Some of us might call it peace on earth. Um, you could call it what you want, but I think we all hold a common desire, most of us humans, uh, for a better world. And that that starts, I think, a lot of the time kind of in collaboration with, but also with self. So if I want to support others or create, I mean, look, many, you know, incredible um, philosophers, poets have said this well before I have, you know, Gavin, be the change you want to see in the world, all that sort of thing. It's sort of, they sound a little glib, but they're true because if we want to hold more light and support others, we kind of, we've got to do the work too because then we, we can hold more light, we can behave more consciously. And, and although, you know, we want to work with those overarching themes of unity consciousness, that's not for everybody, but, but for everybody is not a better life and a better way to be with their people, a better way to relate to others and a better way to experience the world. And so for me, it's a real balance between, and balance is my big theme for this year, a big theme for how I like to work with clients because it's all about that balance between the four pillars of, you know, the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies. When they're in balance, we're working well, you know. Um, if we're not, then we have dis, dis-ease and issues and tissues and all sorts of things. But for me, um, grounding really I you know I have a number of different practices but I love nature nature is just a beautiful way to ground and to remind oh, ourselves me too. isn't it you know being in you know just in the bush we're lucky we have beautiful bush near us um, the ocean um, which we can't get to right now but when we do the ocean is soul balm for me it's just so beautiful and nature teaches us so much and and it's just a reminder that we're part of that system and being close to, you know, to, to our mother earth is just beautiful for me. And, um, you know, I have a meditation practice, which is very important for me because I've, um, because of my background and, and dysfunction, my, my mental body became extremely strong and I like to run the show and it served me for a long time, but it's a, it's a strong pattern that I have to work with. And I, sh- I, I think many of us encounter that monkey mind, that busy mind and, you know, when, the, and the mind has a place and, and even the ego has a place. But yep. Yes, definitely. Align our, you know, our, our mental body and, and with our heart, drop the mind into the heart. Or as one of my beautiful mentors says, she says, uh, love the mind and mind the heart. And it's like, you know, when we're in alignment, that's again, when the magic starts to happen. And that's where meditation for me is so important because, it just creates the space. It, um, it it brings the mind, slows the mind down, and then we be, we come to the practice of being the observer. Mm. You know, I love um, the untethered soul and, and the power of now and, and works like that because they really talk to becoming the observer in our lives and understanding we're not the chit chat, we're not the mind. You know, we are not even our emotions. We feel that they're energy and emotion. We experience emotion, but we're not our emotions. And isn't it? I was going to say, yeah, the emotions, isn't it when you hear a certain word, I've just been doing some Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi work, and you hear certain words, and even those words can trigger emotions. 
within us. And so they, you know, Tony talks about how give, instead of using those words, you know, look for different words. You know, he was talking about there was anger and resentment. And he's like, maybe, you know, instead of saying, I'm so angry, which then brings up all these emotions, you say, well, I'm so peeved, which has less of an impact. <laughs> he said, you know, choose different words because then your emotions don't take control. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I find for me what works even more is to add another layer, which is I'm experiencing anger. Mm. I didn't used to be okay with anger because, you know, women are not really, and, and anger suppressed is not healthy. It's no, that's right. You know, you think about suppression, what do, you, what do we think suppressed anger turns into? Resentment. What is suppression? Yeah. Depression, right? So all our emotions, there is not a single emotion that is bad or negative. It's what we acknowledge and accept and allow and then how we choose to behave. Yes. And, and we get to choose. So people who, not people who, I've, I've been there, you know, I still am there. When we say, he made me sorry. No, you get to choose. So you can say, I'm experiencing anger right now. I can, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. And you, you've accepted that you feel it. You're aware of it, firstly. You accept that you feel it. You know there's a message there for you. You go away and you find it. So what happened then? Did the boundary get crossed? Is this disproportionate anger? Like, you know, the iceberg, is it 5% related to this situation and 95% to all the stark anger that <laughs> teenage years and then I've erupted and nobody knows why? So, so then we can go, okay, I've got a disproportion. I need to go do some work around my anger. Yeah. So we get to choose. So for me, every emotion has a message for us. Every emotion is welcome, even if they're uncomfortable. But, you know, as a society, we've been taught, don't feel the emotions, don't allow them, suppress them, because they may not feel comfortable. Well, they only don't feel comfortable if we don't let them move and don't process them. And it doesn't take more than 15 minutes to process any emotion. So That's you can be feeling wow. really, really deep. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know what? That's not a bad thing because if we just, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. There's a lot of, you know, I'm going to speak my truth here. There's a lot of um, information that would have us believe it's not good to feel negative. You need to be positive. You need to straight away change your emotion from feeling crap to wonderful. Well, I'm a human being. Right. Is that the human experience, you know? My emotions are there to talk, talk to me and to give me messages. So I'm going to listen to them. But then I get to choose. I get to consciously choose because I breathe. So breathe, breath work is another very grounding practice for me. So I've studied pranayama. So breath, meditation, awareness, mindfulness, um, grounding into nature, music and dance. But, but that breath, taking a few deep breaths, you know, it's like our parents, you know, we always heard, you know, if your child is driving you nuts, just take a big deep breath. Well, there's a science in that because, mm -hmm. you know, when we breathe, go away and breathe. This is where the balance where I love comes in because the body then drops into the parasympathetic. So yes. instead of being reactive and, and reacting from the lizard brain, which is, the, you know, the most reactive survival, or even the amygdala, which is the midbrain, which is still very emotional, we get to breathe, come back into the parasympathetic and use what we were gifted as human beings, this incredible frontal, you know, the cortex, the rational thinking brain, we get to use our consciousness to figure out what we're going to do next. So 
You know, for me, yeah. I love that. Um, you me know, you too. can change the words, but I don't even have to change the words. I just have to acknowledge it's an emotion. It's not me. Mm. I, I am not sadness. I'm experiencing sadness. What message do you have for me? You know, yeah. I say that like it's easy. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But those are really helpful tips, I think, for ways in which you can cope or you know work through those situations for sure yeah I call it the ABC of emotional I don't like to use the word mastery because mastery implies we need to master our emotions and oh look you know maybe there's nothing wrong with that but I almost liken it to working with so I'll find a word for that maybe it's emotional collaboration but I have kind of like an ABC which if I really really abbreviate it and um you know they're Perhaps later on we can, we can I can give you a link to it all. Or it's about awareness. Mm. Awareness. Oh, I'm experiencing emotion. What's going on? Where in my body? And this is where being connected to our body is like. I was so disconnected from my body for so many years. I didn't treat my body well. You know, I went through a lot of trauma and dysfunction. And you know, when I was younger, I went through heavy drinking and. You know, I punished myself with exercise at some points or I punished myself overworking like a workaholic, staying up all hours and exhausting myself. And now I'm so much more in touch with my body because, she, you know, there's that saying, listen to your body when she whispers so she doesn't have to scream, you know. I know oh, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I to feel disconnected from me again. I never want my body to have to develop a toxic love condition for me to stop and listen to her what was going on with my toxic beliefs, my toxic emotions, my toxic marriage, my toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our bodies talk to us. And so we can, we can really listen to the deep wisdom. Of our yeah. and, and also with the theta healing work that we did, I feel that there is that we can experience the the reason why we have a lot of the dis-ease is because we do internalize a lot of what we're experiencing and we don't allow those emotions to um to be released and we don't speak our truth because we've been conditioned or taught that oh you know don't say what you really mean <laughs> what you really think because that person may not like you or they might get angry or there's all sorts of reasons but ultimately we have to come back to ourselves and understand that if we don't speak our truth or if we don't work through those issues then they do become issues in the tissues absolutely yeah they they do and and you know there's so much chronic disease in our culture these days and it's you know yet uh, statistically you know we're not told this very often but statistically we're actually should be in a golden age because we are the wealthiest you know um there's less deaths and crimes and wars than there probably has been very many times on the planet at least that's the reading that i've encountered and yet um depression rates uh, rates of um, taking antidepressants and sleeping tablets and all sorts. And I, I'm not saying that's wrong, by the way. I would, I would, I'm not saying that. But clearly there is some issues going on for us. And yeah. a lot of that, yeah, comes comes from this, um, you know, when we have, have been un- unable to, we've experienced something, we've experienced an emotion as a child or whenever, and then it, it and then we we create a belief around it. We, we Because the ego is self-referential, 
And then between zero and seven, we've created a story around it or a belief. We don't even know that. Mm. But that emotion has got trapped and with it, a story and a belief. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy or I'm not safe or I'm not whatever. And, you know, that ego is so, it's, it's you know, and the subconscious's prime directive is, is survival. And for sure. We're just yeah. going to keep recreating. And that's why we have patterns in our life. And they show up to give us evidence of what we can heal and what we can change. Because once we start to do that, and I know you've found it, many of us have that when we've done quite a bit of work to heal and to start changing those patterns, you don't have to go looking for that anymore. You know, and people I think probably a lot of the time maybe have this perception that going on a healing journey involves angst and oh, you know, a lot of nasal navel gazing or things. Well, yeah, you know, yes, you have to be prepared to plumb your depths and go in and look at what's going on. But it's a beautiful journey. And, and you know, when we've done some of that work, you don't need to go looking for, you know, we, we talk about the backpack of stones and, and, you know, the big stones, the rocks that we start dropping, those beliefs. We don't mm. need to look down anymore and find other BS beliefs. To pick. We don't need to do that. We start creating. Because mm. when done some healing we can start living from that that place of creation because we're also starting to learn to live in the now which is the only way we can create when we're stuck in the past or you know anxious about the future and and you know this beautiful consciousness that we were given but which we tend to get you know and and it's wonderful that we have that brain because it can give us happy memories but it can also give us not so happy memories that we keep revisiting or it gives us imagination. Imagine if we didn't, human beings didn't have imagination. Imagine what we wouldn't have in the world. Mm. But we can also create anxiety, which is basically just future-based fear. Yes. So in either of those places, we can't create. And when we do that work of understanding our subconscious mind, understanding presence, working with our body, getting balance and having our spiritual needs nourished, and that doesn't have, you know, spirituality is different for every single person. It's just your essence. Mm. When we do that, we can just become more in the now and that's when we get to really create and we just, you know, we come from that essence and alignment within ourselves, and that's the power of creation because that's the power of the aligned heart and mind and, you know, that heart space and what we feel is apparently 60 to 70 has a magnetic field so much greater than the brain. Yes. Measured by scientists. So we can see why a lot of people that work with manifestation just around thoughts or beliefs, oh, I really want that thing. But if you're not in the feeling state of it, it's just not going to flow. It's not going to flow as well. It's not impossible. People can do things by sheer willpower, but in flow, when we're all in alignment and balance, it's just going to be a much more enjoyable journey as well. Yeah, that feeling part of it is so important because you know, the mind or the body can't distinguish whether what is real and what's not real. So you can imagine yourself in this and feel that what that feels like. And the, the brain goes, you know, the brain's driving that and the body goes, okay, right. You know, it's very much about how, what feelings you can bring up and, and embody. That's it. And that's where I love, you know, the theta work that we do and uh, the work I do with matrix therapies, but the theta work we do where we get to directly, not just work with beliefs, but directly teach those feelings energetically to the body. Mm. And 
you know, it's so powerful to link those beliefs with those feeling states. And then we're working with that, uh, the quantum field, with, with, you know, without wanting to sound again too woo-woo, but it's science. It's, it is science, it's, totally. <laughs> quantum principles and, and, and physicians and, you know, this is all fact that, that we have that, that quantum field of, for, let's call it um, possibility, the quantum field of possibility where we have that opportunity to collapse what was and create what is mm. and to do that with feelings you know is so powerful because you can even I've experienced it where um if you ask me consciously what did that feel like I'd be like well we know I can't access that maybe I've never felt quite but when we're in a healing where you're being talked through and and this is you know to feel X, Y, Z, or to feel, know that you can do this and feel safe to do this, know that you can do this and the joy of doing it actually, it's cellular. It becomes yes. not just a conscious or a subconscious process. It's a cellular download. And that is, you know, super, super synergistic. And that's, that's what I love about all this, um, this work and what I get a little bit almost could go down rabbit holes. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, constantly thirsty for this information and knowledge. But, you know, there's also a time to say, well, you know, it, I'm not serving myself and my purpose or expressing myself or my purpose if I'm not starting to take it out, which is why I love what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you take an um, inspired action and aligned action and coming out here and creating this space that's um, allowing people to come out and touch other people. And that's, and, you know, I, I had an experience uh, last year where I had a, a download that said to me, because I was like, how, you know, how's, how's healing this way work or that way work? And, and the download was, even conversations are healing. Conversations are a form of healing for many people. Absolutely. Codes and activations in the words that are spoken. And, yeah, I, I, and just even healing from a conversation with a friend where they all feel supported and held and witnessed by you to witness somebody else is to help them with a level of healing. So, yeah. yeah. And even as you were talking, the cells are listening to every word that we say. And I didn't really understand this until I did the theta healing work where everything we're taking into our bodies when it's movies or television shows or the news, you know, every emotion that is attached that we, we witness and we see happening, our cells are taking that on. And that's when it starts to, you know, get stuck if we don't clear it. And so it's really important when we're doing this, this, you know, having these, I guess, conversations is to recognize that our, you know, what we, the conversations we're having, not to have the gossip conversations, you know, not to have the conversations that don't move us forward, but the convert and, you know, it's tempting, I know, <laughs> but really to focus on how can I serve others? How can I listen to you in a way that honors who you are? Because I think so many of us think that listening means sharing our own experience. When you tell me something, then I go, oh yeah, that happened to me, only it was 10 times worse to try to make you feel better. But it actually has the opposite effect in that you don't feel heard and you don't, your experience doesn't feel validated. And so that's one of the things that I like to focus on in my 
courses and in, you know, my, the development that I do with people is to understand that listening, we, we think we know how to listen, but do we? And just to ask ourselves, am I listening in a way, as you just said, you know, that the other person can feel heard or they, you know, they it's that communication and then they, they can release whatever it is that's going on in their mind because they've spoken it. They can release it or they can write it down in a journal and get it out there, get it off of their body and out into the field. It's so true. It's so true. The art, there is an art to listening. And um, it, being in the coaching space, that's been a big learning for me because um, I love to chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in the coaching space or even sometimes in a friendship space, it's not about that. It's about holding space for somebody else to talk, speak their experience and and. And release some of that energy, speak that out. Like you said, you know, words have power. Words, you know, words are even considered spells. You know, what is a spell? A spell is a bunch of words with strong intention. Mm. Um, I love that from um, the other four, four agreements, I think it is. So words have power. And, you know, we know, know this from better healing. Words, um, thoughts, beliefs, all of these things are energy and they all have power. And once they're spoken out, they, they do have a power of their own. But in listening and creating that space, we learn to listen to what is below the words. So not yes. just the energy, it's not just the words, it's not just the actual words, it's the energy that we can tap into and intuitively feel below that then leads us to just become curious and ask better questions. And so that's what I've been really learning is to just ask better questions. That's, and, and there's a beautiful acronym that I heard recently, which is called, and, and I kind of applied to myself uh, for even how I was showing up sometimes on social media, but, and it's called wait. And it's why am I talking? Wow. Okay. So am I talking to fill the space? Am I mm. talking? To support someone? Am I talking to show how much I know? Am I talking to um, genuinely communicate a learning that I felt or, or, an, or an experience I had, but that I hope someone else will learn from? Am I talking to just have a bit of fun? And, and it actually doesn't even really matter what any of those are. And maybe sometimes I'm talking from ego, but if I'm aware of it, that's cool. It's like then I'm consciously aware. Why am I talking? So in, in which case, what energy am I going to bring to this particular piece of conversation? Mm. So, you know, it's just a little intentional check-in. Why am I talking? And I've tried to bring that now into my coaching practice to say before I speak, what, you know, with my clients, with all love, what supports them most? What's the best question I can ask them? Because... Coaching, you know, as we were discussing, is really about empowering people. Mm. It's not about giving them the answers because we all have our answers. We all have what we need. But through our life's journey, we've just become a bit blocked from it or, as we've said, you know, we're now starting to awaken to it. So with coaching, we just really want to help people see the blocks, remove the blocks and awaken to their own resources, see how resourced they are, understand that they now are empowered to be the creator of their life. 
not that feeling of, well, life is just passing me by or I'm at the whim of life's, you know, stormy seas or it's like, no, I get to actually now be conscious creator or co-creator. And yeah, and it's, so, it's empowering, it's, right? It's yeah. so empowering when you allow your client or you allow someone to work it out themselves it's empowering for them and it's satisfying for you because we don't value like if somebody just it's, you know that old adage if somebody gives you a fish you're like yeah thanks so much you know but we don't really then still know how to fish but when we are taught how to fish then that gives us the skill and the empowerment and the satisfaction and all of those wonderful emotions that and and self-worth and self-respect so it's it's a very interesting you know conversation because I've just as I said I've finished this Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi course and they talk about you know when you pay for something you value it that much more if you're given something for free then you're like, oh yeah, I'll get to that or, or whatever. And it's that same sort of, I have to do my own work in order to feel transformation. You know, you Kath can't give me transformation. I have to feel it myself. So it's around that, you know, there's got to be some value behind it. We can't just be given it. So, you know, we have to feel that we've earned it or we've worked for it, <laughs> you know, or we've paid for it or whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. Or we discovered it. We we took the journey to discover it and, and didn't just land on it on the plate in front of us. We've been willing to do that work to do and to then claim it, to own it and claim it. And and you have to be ready for it. Not everybody feels that there is anything, you know, there's many people who don't feel that they require any work. You know, I'm okay. And that's all right too. You know, you've got to meet everybody where they are. And, you know, it's, it's not easy to, you know, don't live your life with judgment. I mean, that, that, that isn't really po possible, I think. But I think what we can do is to say, I honor you. I respect what you, you know, you have your opinion and I have mine. And we respectfully agree to disagree or whatever. You know, if that's their journey, everybody's on their own particular journey and we can't you know we can't say you have to it's up to each of us if that's the path we choose absolutely absolutely everybody can choose you know we're, we're human beings with free will and and as you said you know a lot of people are living their life and very happy in their life and some people need maybe some more support to create a happier life and others recognize that they're not experiencing what they want on this planet and you know, I suppose harking back to um, what we talked about, unity consciousness, you know, when we're all, for me, when we're all feeling more peace and love within ourselves, you know, that, that becomes a more um, possible uh, thing for our, for our world to achieve. And so when, when and if people are called to do the work, they do it. And, yeah, it's it's everybody's journey. It's, it's, and everyone's, like we were saying before, even everybody's interpretation of what is spiritual is different. Yeah. You know, um, there are people who are deeply Catholic that, that are spiritual. There are people that have no religion that are potentially, you know, that are. We're, we're all spiritual because we all have spirit. It's just whether we choose to really, how much we choose to awaken to that, how much we're aware of it and how much we want to work with that. Mm. So it, 
yeah it's a you know we we have this beautiful planet and we, we come here to experience so many different experiences and different people and um you know we we we, look, we are all so different aren't we and, and which makes the world the place it is um and i love is that Pema children says that beautiful thing you know sometimes we look at somebody and we might have that old thing oh and she says just like me yeah just like me you know because yeah. at the core we come into this world you know this tiny little infant spark of creation and we're, we're divine sparks of, of, of this creation and we come into this human existence and you know, some things happen and we, we go about our lives, but we're all at, at the core, at our essence, you know, love and, and beautiful source energy. But um, it's just, yeah, it's just that there's different expressions of that, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that is just so beautiful. And actually what a beautiful note to end on because it, this is, you know, everybody's journey is their own and such a beautiful um, place for all of us to just think about, you know, we're all, we're all in this together and whatever that means for, but collectively, but at the same time, you know, we're all on our own individual journeys as well. So it's kind of a fun place for us to, to, to be and to, to think about and, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for being so open and just, you know, the gorgeous person that you are and the transformation that you're you're offering your clients and and as well the the journey that you've been on yourself. It's just um it's just yeah, it's lovely to watch. So thank you again for being on the show. And if people want to get in contact with you, I'll put all of your details in the show notes below. And um, yeah, just, it's been so wonderful having you on here. Thanks again, Kath. My pleasure. Thank you, Jenny. It's been beautiful. So enjoyed it. Yeah, lots of love. Yeah, love to you too. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.